0: Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Michael Martz, CIO at Meadville Medical Center. In this segment, Martz talks about what the Federal Incentive Program has gotten right and wrong, how his team is working to improve medication adherence and reduce readmissions, and why sometimes smaller is better. Now, as far as as meaningful use, and I know that this is is a uh, bit of a complex question, but overall uh what are your overall thoughts on on the program and and how it's structured is it something where the industry is headed in the right direction but there are some things that could have been done differently
1: <laughs> definitely <laughs> uh, i i i think we absolutely support the meaningful use program in its entirety uh it has it has made a significant difference in this industry uh in getting us much closer to the the state of most other industries in this country. Uh, It's dragged all of us much closer to being computerized and and being much smoother in our processes and giving us, frankly, better information of the patient. Uh, In the paper world, it's much more difficult to have the full comprehensive view of the patient that you can have when you've got computer systems that are able to collect all that and have it ready at hand when you need it. So definitely the goals of it are right. Uh, There have been... A lot of assumptions in in how the program was built together that I think were well meaning but but probably less informed by reality right. than was needed. Um, there's been a lot of details and, and details in the specifications that, in my mind really didn't add to the overall goal. Uh, just made it harder to achieve. For example, in in the patient portal, the the concept of the patient portal is is terrific and they definitely need to be there, but uh, because of the way the the meaningful use requirements are structured, a lot of organizations that have multiple EMRs would wind up setting up multiple portals, one for the hospital, one for each of the physician practices that they own uh, potentially, unless they are on a single unified platform. And most of these platforms are not built well for doing that and you you wind up really creating a situation where you 're presenting a plethora of portals to a patient when really they only want one comprehensive one uh, that that 's just one example of, of things that really need to be a little bit better shaped by reality
0: yeah it 's really interesting the whole the whole patient engagement piece um just you know trying to trying to get get patients to become more active in this and it is hard when there are things like multiple portals, but then also um, just as far as, as as following the patient's care more closely outside the hospital. Yes, and, uh, yeah.
1: yes, there, there's a lot there still to be defined. we We've been experimenting with with following patients, especially the the critical ones, after they leave the hospital. Uh, we've built a whole program called a community care network using health coaches that follows our patients after they leave. Um, often checking up on them in their homes weekly uh, to see how they're doing, making sure they're taking their medications, following up on their appointments, that sort of thing. And, and we've rolled in some uh, electronic monitoring of the patients as well. We have machines that will, uh, you know, collect their daily blood pressures and, and weight and whatever and report those back to us centrally, uh, electronic pillboxes that that um, actually have all of their doses up to four a day preset in bins and the boxes will light up each bin when it's time to take it and notify us electronically if they take the wrong bin at the wrong time or or just take something at the wrong time or don't take it at all um, So that we get we get immediate notifications when there's strain basically from their their medication routine and, and then we can send out a coach or a nurse or whatever's required to to uh, see what kind of interventions necessary we've been experimenting with a lot of that but uh it's it's not to the point, especially financially, where it's a, a sustainable thing for us yet
0: right right yeah and and i'm sure it's also hard to get uh, uh, really really measure the success of that or really get you know hard numbers on something like that
1: no, actually we have uh, this This is a project that we've been we put together with the local blue cross uh, carrier who's who's been funding it for us, and we've we've recorded some remarkable statistics from it. Um, The combination of of the people and the technology to back them up. uh, We've been applying this to to the high-risk patients. And um, For example, some of the statistics that we've got, for those patients that are using the electronic pillbox, we've gone to a 96% compliance on uh, the medication regimes that they have. We have dramatically increased our medication reconciliation. One of the one of the fascinating things we found is that no matter how much effort we put into our med reconciliation here in the hospital, when our coaches and our nurses went out to the patient's home and said, Give bring out the shoebox of all your meds and let's go through and see what you're actually taking, we found our, our med reconciliation at the hospital was wrong about ninety eight percent of the time. Oh, wow. Which is dramatic.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh especially for for taking care of that patient. It, it was extremely common that the, the patient had the same drug multiple times from different doctors, different pharmacies, and under different brand names, so they had no clue that they actually were taking the same medication and were getting over-medicated. Uh, we were able to dramatically change that. Uh, we were, the, some end outcomes of this program, we have, for the, for the population that's in this program, We've been able to reduce the readmission rate by 40% across the board uh, for this group. We've been able to reduce their uh, ER usage by 25%. We've reduced their inpatient hospital stays by 45%, and we've reduced the hospital costs by 40%. So it's it's a pretty powerful uh, combination of, of things going into some terrific results.
0: Right, it's just uh, obviously a matter of, of, like you said, being able to uh, sustain it financially.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, there's no ongoing compensation for this. We're we're doing it through grants from the Blue Cross carrier right now, and uh, that certainly is not a sustainable way to move forward.
0: Right. What about um, telehealth, especially being in a rural area? I'm sure it's something that you'd like to do.
1: It is. Uh, we <laughs> there is so much opportunity for that. Um, it's more than we can bite off at the moment. We need to get through these new EMR implementations first and, and get ourselves onto the new platform. But that being done, we are very interested to see how we can integrate all the amazing new devices that are out there that you can wear on your body and tuck through your you know your smartphone. Uh, how those kinds of things can give us a much better ability to monitor patients. Um, some of them are remarkable. Think, things like the little postage size, postage postage-stamp-sized chips that you can stick on your arm and monitor your blood glucose continuously with yeah. much better accuracy than we could even do in the hospital sticking a patient once an hour and, and give the patient and give whoever's monitoring that patient regular, very good data on how well the the blood sugar's being uh managed the the capabilities there are really uh phenomenal and and i think we're looking forward to leveraging that
0: it's pretty amazing and it, some of some of just the apps too are really coming up with <laughs> great ways to uh, to monitor information
1: yeah there's there's too many of them i i've yeah. been trying to learn more about the new integrated approaches to to all these health apps that companies like apple are coming out with for for the ios platform and uh, I I hope that they really do pull all of that together in a much more comprehensive way It would make our side of things of being able to gather and and use all that data Tremendously easier than I think what what we see right now
0: Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see Now I wanted to just talk a little bit about being at the, uh, a standalone hospital and some of the, maybe some of the challenges, but then also benefits of that. I mean, we, th- there are so many large health systems and giants that <laughs> you know of in Pennsylvania, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> We're
1: and, surrounded by them, yes.
0: Yeah, exactly. I can imagine that, that, that sometimes it is a little bit tough to, uh, to be doing, to be on your own.
1: It is, but there are some strong benefits to it. Uh, we, we are a bit blessed in that we are pretty much the sole provider. In, in our county, in our area. Uh, the, with the nearest other hospitals being 30 miles away, we're, we're not faced with the direct across town competition like many hospitals are. Right. So that helps us a lot. Um, and and we are a pretty strong referral source out to the two big networks that are in our area. So it, it helps us maintain good relationships with us because they don't want to lose those referral sources, so they, they tend to be very uh, cooperative with us and play well. Uh, we're we're very convinced that there's there's a lot of advantages to having the, the local ownership and, and the independence locally. For example, uh, our organization, uh, I think five years ago, was able to build a comprehensive cancer center here locally that included. Uh, for example, the best linear accelerator available in the market anywhere at the time we could match anyone in the country uh, when that was put in and it 's a fully integrated uh, radiation and and um, you know medical oncology program. It became frankly a a such a strong program that we were pulling patients from the major metropolitan areas around us uh, it 's yeah. that good and if we were part of a large chain uh, a a larger healthcare organization, we would have never gotten blessing to make that kind of an investment locally out here in, in rural Meadville right. and and have that kind of care this close to home. People would be having to drive, uh, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and a half away to the nearest large city to get the kind of services that we can offer locally. So that's why we think being independent is is critically important for us. And our community uh, very much supports us. We are the largest employer uh, not just in our city, but in the entire county. Uh, we're, we're seen as a major economic force here. So we have a lot of support from the community to stay independent, keep the jobs local, and keep those kind of services and capabilities local.
0: Right. I'm sure there's just not the same amount of, of red tape that uh, you're no, dealing
1: No. <laughs> it, is, it is so much easier and faster to get things done. Um, it, in my past life before healthcare, I spent – most of my career working in, in manufacturing, distribution, and government, and worked in some very large organizations. And uh, so I've had firsthand experience with the kind of red tape and bottlenecks that you can uh, have to jump through. And yeah. in an organization this size, we have, as an executive team, been able to make a decision of something we want to do and have it implemented a week later. Right. Uh, we'd never be able to move that quickly if, if we had to report up to corporate somewhere else.
0: Oh, yeah, Absolutely. And it's—I uh, I think it's—it's it, important to—to uh, to kind of get past the—the the idea that sometimes the, the smaller or standalone hospitals aren't as progressive toward health IT when that's—that's not—not necessarily <laughs> the case at all.
1: You know, it, it's not. I—I I came here from a hospital out in the Seattle area that was considerably larger, in an extremely urban, extremely wealthy area of, of Seattle suburbs, and this little rural hospital is easily one to two years more advanced as far as its use of technology and EMRs than, than that big metropolitan was.
0: Yeah. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.